Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Musings. Today, I'm joined by Jim Mull, who is the chairman of the Stewardship Committee of the Heartland Parishes. And so I figured a good place to start is with defining stewardship. Stewardship, I've heard some debate before about what it exactly means. So what, do you, what, what exactly is stewardship? Well, stewardship, I guess maybe we should start with the definition of a steward. If you look in the dictionary, I guess it's someone who takes care of other people's things, property, or whatever. And so uh, when we talk about stewardship in the church, in the Catholic church, to me it's basically taking care of all the gifts God has given us. As we pray in the stewardship prayer, everything we have comes from God. Everything we have, we do, we receive comes from God. Stewardship is our way of giving thanks back to God for those gifts. And in doing so, we help His Word be lived out here on earth. God's not coming back down here for quite some time, I guess, but our job is to be good stewards of of all of His gifts. And by giving back to other people with our time, our talent, our treasure, as we talk about in stewardship, is our way of saying, God's blessed me, I want to help other people. And, And by doing so, we share the goodness of God. I know if you're familiar with Matthew Kelly and Dynamic Catholic, um, his big push this last probably year to 18 months has been, and he wrote a book on it called Holy Moments. And to me, stewardship is holy moments. Every time we do something kind or generous to anybody for any reason, he calls it a holy moment. I call it a stewardship moment. So it's just giving back to God in, in a way of saying thanks for what he's done for us. What are some of your favorite stories of stewardship that you've either been in or encountered? It's interesting, and it's a great question. I read a lot of books. I've been in business all my life, and one of the books I read was by Brian Tracy. It's called Goals, about setting goals and attaining goals. And he said it's interesting how your mind works when you have goals. For example, if you're thinking about buying a red sports car, all of a sudden it seems like everybody's driving red sports cars. They're just everywhere. (laughs) It's not that there's more red sports cars out there. It's just that all of a sudden your mind opens up. And and stories do that for us as they open up our mind and and help us understand the philosophies of things that are going on. And as people listen to stories, whether it's about stewardship or anything else, it opens up their mind to different avenues of thought. And basically, everybody, in my opinion, everybody is is a steward. They're, They're being good stewards. A lot of times they don't realize it. But we are being blessed all the time by God. People say, well, miracles don't happen anymore. They only happen in the Bible. That is not true. And, and as we hear stories of stewardship or stories of, of blessings from God, also we realize miracles still happen. And I love it because I get to see it happen in my life because I look for it. I look for the blessings. And, and so the stories, I mean, I can go on. I got short stories. I got long stories. You know, and most of them would be personal, but I look for the blessings. And, and I think as people realize they're being good stewards as they share uh, of whatever they've been given by God, that they should expect more blessings and, and continue to receive those. One of the things that, that jumped out, I mean, I went to Disneyland when I was 10 years old, back in the 60s, when yeah. Disneyland in California was the place to go and, and um, always wanted to take my family there, but we didn't stay on site at Disneyland uh, because my Makes parents sense. couldn't afford it. 
And so I thought, well, if I take my family, I want to stay in the Disneyland Hotel where you get to eat breakfast with Mickey and Minnie and, and you get to ride the tram <laughs> with Goofy and you get to get an hour earlier. Anyway, we set up a trip and, and uh, to make a long story short, we got there and literally there were 12 attendants. There. So we were 12 wide and 12 deep in line to, to get there. And so we finally got to the counter and I told her my name. She goes, oh, yes, Mr. Wall, we have a problem. The people that are in your room won't leave. They want to stay another night. And we've told them that they can't and they're not leaving. So we've put you up in a hotel down the street. It's a nice hotel. Uh, we'll take you down there. We'll take all your luggage. And they fed us supper. And they picked us up the next morning in, the, in a white limousine and, and took us back to Disneyland, stored our luggage, gave us our passes. And that evening we got in our room and everything went fine. We were there for four or five days. And all the, as in any other place, the morning you're getting to leave, you get up and there's an envelope under your door with your bill and what you owe and things like that. And I opened it up and looked at my wife and said, there's a problem. She goes, what do you mean? I said, they didn't charge us anything. Really? So I jumped in the elevator and went downstairs and went up to the counter. And I said, I need to speak to your manager. And, and she came out. She goes, oh, Mr. Mall. She says, I thought we would probably see from, see, hear from you this morning. And I said, you didn't charge us anything. She goes, no, no, no. She said, how you handled the situation you got put in, uh, we, we, we appreciate that. Yeah. And Disneyland rewards people, you know, for, let's say, good behavior. And so she says, you didn't yell. You didn't scream. You just basically took things as they came. And I said, but that's how life should be. And she goes, well, thank you, but, you know, you don't owe us anything. Come back and see us sometime and walked away. <laughs> so, you know, you can look at that and say, oh, well, that's just lucky. That's a coincidence. In my opinion, that's, that's a gift from God because I, you know, we, we give of our time and our talent and our treasure, and, and he gives back. And so there's just little things that happen all the time. And you can look at them however you want. In my opinion, it's not a coincidence. It, it's something that, you know, it, we are done, we are rewarded because of the things we've done with God's gifts. Yeah, and it can be little things, too, like even just day-to-day things you see in your life, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, he says in Matthew, if you give one of my little ones a, cold, a, a cup of cold water, I'll reward you. And it's as simple as that. It's as simple as opening the door for somebody, picking up a piece of trash, saying, hey, I like the shirt you got on today. It looks cool. You know, or, or man, you have the most beautiful eyes. And just helping other people feel better about themselves, the little things are what make the big difference in life. How can we get more people on board with the idea of like making their lives lives of stewardship? In my opinion, it's it's an education process, and it's something we're working on. Our parishes are very blessed to be stewardship parishes. I just met with the bishop last week in Salina with his planning committee, his team that helps him run everything in the diocese. And one of the things we were talking about is creating not just you know, the Heartland Parishes are stewardship parishes, and we're very blessed to have that. But so many people come to him and have come to other people and say, well, how is Hayes, Kansas doing this? How can we do that also? And so we're looking at possibly starting a stewardship campaign for the whole diocese, but we're going to start a renewal stewardship process this fall for our Heartland Parishes because when, steward, when we became stewardship parishes back in the late 90s, early 2000s, we had an education process. We started with, you know, creating the committees itself and then also having stewardship fairs so people could ask questions about stewardship. They could ask about the different things that could be done in the parish and around the parish to fulfill their stewardship obligations that they wanted to create. So it's an education process, but it's something that I think even if we weren't doing it as a parish, I think how can a person basically get involved in it is, is like we do anything else. When we have a question, we Google it. <laughs> you know, and in Google stewardship, stewardship in the Catholic Church, or stewardship in any process, and and you can there's just loads of information to read about it. But it's also something you have to apply 
And the hard thing is we always look at, you know, look at the giving of the process of stewardship. People get caught up in that and say, well, I don't have any time. You know, I'm, I'm booked. I mean, my calendar is full from sun up to sundown. And, and as far as giving any talent, I don't have any talent. I, you know, I can't sing. I can't talk. I can't do anything. And, and as far as money, well, you know, I can't balance my checkbook anyway, so I don't have any – I never have money left over. Mm-hmm. And, and so stewardship is a process of, first of all, being educated about it, but it's also, you know, again, biblically it says as we give, it should be our first fruits. It's not the last. We don't give what's left over. No one likes leftovers. No. You know, we like the good stuff. You know, and, and God's no different. God wants our first fruits. He wants us to say, yes, I'll give you the first 10% of my income. I'll give you the first hour of my day in prayer. I'll give you, you know, something. And, and he's going to reward us for that because he, he likes the good stuff, too. And even, you know, when they talked about when they had sacrifices, he didn't want the blemished, the old goat. He wanted the unblemished, you know, the lamb. And, and that's what he wanted. He wanted you to give your best because he was going to, in return, give you his best. Thank you, everyone, for listening to part one of two of Jim Mull talking about stewardship. We will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show.